And now, a warrior for the Word of God and the Constitution of the United States, a Marine Corps veteran, a Harvard-trained attorney, Bishop of the Called Churches, and founder and president of STAND. Staying true to America's national destiny, the voice of the awakening. Your host, Bishop E.W. Jackson. Do you still trust your government? Why or why not? That's what we're going to be talking about today on this edition of The Awakening. Hi, Alex McFarland here sitting in for my friend and brother and colleague, Bishop E.W. Jackson, and the number 888-589-8840, 888-589-8840, the American Family Radio Network. We'd love to hear from you. Do you trust the government? Why or why not? As we begin the show, I want to say what an honor it is to be sitting in for Bishop Jackson today. Um, if you have heard my uh, voice before, if you've heard my Southern drawl, it probably was in the context of a show called Exploring the Word, which we do every day, 3 to 4 p.m. Central Time, 4 to 5 p.m. Eastern, and so forth across America. My co-host and I, Bert Harper, we for well, a decade plus, I suppose, we've been doing Exploring the Word. Uh, we've actually got a book coming out this fall on the top 100 questions from the first 10 years of Exploring the Word, and very honored to be doing that. That's my first book with Bert Harper, uh, but we are looking at the life of David, and um, if you want to tune in in a couple of hours, we'll be back on on Exploring the Word. But it's my, it's my joy. I just love working with the American Family Radio Network, and I'm a traveling speaker all over the country, and uh, uh, I do want to say that next week I'll be in Paris, Tennessee, um, at a pregnancy care center doing a fundraiser for a pregnancy care center in Paris, Tennessee. And you can find all of my comings and goings on my own website, which is alexmcfarland.com. Hey, one more thing about that, and then I want to talk about um, our government and where we are right now. But uh, we've got an event in exactly one month, exactly one month, one of our biblical worldview conferences. We do a conference all over the country called Truth for a New Generation. Sometimes we call it TNG, TNG, Truth for a New Generation. Well, the next one is coming up October 15 through 17, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. And uh, among the speakers, Bishop E.W. Jackson is going to be one of the keynote speakers. I just heard uh, like a week ago he was at a conference in Colorado. I was talking to one of the promoters of that conference. said in the context of one speech, Bishop Jackson got three standing ovations. That's powerful. But he'll be with us uh, in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, October 15 through 17. Sandy Rios, journalist thinker, Christian voice, Sandy Rios, Frank Turek. Honestly, folks, one of the greatest speakers you'll ever hear in your life. I'll be there. We've got more than a dozen sessions on biblical worldview, a Christian response to the woke movement, critical race theory. Why are young people enamored with socialism? You need to be at Truth for a New Generation. It's for all ages. We've got great music by the award-winning group, The Bird Songs, friends of mine from Nashville. They're amazing. It's going to be Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. You have got time. There are discounts, group discounts, hotel discounts. It's all at alexmcfarland.com. My last name is M-C-F-A-R-L-A-N-D. And, of course, all of the Truth for New Generations since 2009. We could not do it without the support and the help of the American Family Association, uh, for whom I am so grateful. But look, we've got to roll up our sleeves, pray, get equipped, save our nation, come to South Carolina, October 15 through 17, and it will be the conference that changes your life forever. You know, uh, Thomas Jefferson, uh, and he was really quoting the thinker John Locke, but he said, a just government derives its power from the consent of the governed. Isn't that something? Well, do you feel like you're giving consent to uh, the, the government we're under right now? <laughs> you know, Ronald Reagan said, the bad thing is we get way more government than we pay for. But I don't know. I think we're paying pretty dearly. But first of all, we're going to go to Starla in Louisiana. Uh, did I pronounce your name correctly, Starla? You did. It was wonderful. Well, great. It's good to have you. You are the first caller on today's edition of The Awakening. 
Alex McFarland here. Uh, good to have you. Do, do you trust your government? Why or why not? Absolutely not. They put everyone <laughs> else before Americans. And it's, it's so heartbreaking and so sickening. And, and you know, speaking of the, the just government or what's unjust, you know, we citizens, we're the ones who pay the bills. You know, and yet, I mean, we pay taxes dearly. Um, in April, when I filed my taxes for 2020, and look, 2020 was not a great year for traveling speakers. And I paid the most income tax I've ever paid in my life. And uh, yeah, we, we write the check, but we really, it doesn't seem like anymore we have a lot of say, do we? No, we don't, especially when we have all the mandates and uh, mask mandates and business shutdown mandates and everything else, and the southern border is wide open. They don't even have COVID testing. They're not required to wear a mask. They're not um, required to have vaccines, and they're shipping them everywhere. Uh, we've already had, you know, Louisiana was the highest um Delta variant uh, state at one point, but it was after we've received three loads of those from the southern border. There's been one that was brought to Shreveport, one brought to Alexandria, and one brought to Baton Rouge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, like you say, the interest of the people uh, a, a study that came out about six months ago says that trust of the federal government is at an all-time low, and I would think by this point in 2021 it would even be, be lower. Starla, thanks for listening. Uh, boy, we've got a lot of callers, and this is exciting. It's uh, the American Family Radio Network. Alex McFarland sitting in for Bishop E.W. Jackson. We're talking about do you, do you or do you not trust the government? Why or why not? Uh, Ed in Tennessee. Welcome to the program. Thanks for holding. Hello, Alex. Hello. Good I, day. I think that the government is totally fraudulent, and that uh, Mr. Biden—I don't—I wouldn't call him President Biden. I just call him a Mr. Biden because he's a complete imposter. Well, you know, it is scary, and and I want to say this: I respect the office. Uh, while I don't necessarily approve of the uh, occupant or his conduct, um, I pray for the president. I really do, because the Word of God tells us to pray for kings and for those that are in authority. But, um, it, you know, isn't that kind of scary how—did you see where his feed was cut the other day, just in mid-sentence? And this has happened uh, on more than one occasion. Just Biden, uh, whenever he seems to go off script— uh, yeah. The audio and video feed will just mysteriously go go dark. Have you noticed that? Yeah, well, you know, and that uh, you know, they had uh, Blinken there asking uh, questions to Blinken, and they asked that to Blinken, and <laughs> Blinken wouldn't say what he wouldn't say what's going on there. Yeah, and so so Biden. This is two days ago. Um, he's being asked a question, and he goes off script. And Biden said, quote, one of the things that I've been working on with some others is, and blank, it goes to a screen, whitehouse.gov. I saw that. Hey, uh, we've got a brief break. Ed, can you hang on? And I see all the callers. Please hold. We will get to you. We will do our absolute best. This is the awakening. You know, Thomas Jefferson, he said, the, a just government drives its power from the consent of the governed. The consent of the governed. We're going to talk about this and why we do or don't trust our government. Stay tuned. We'll be back. This is Viewpoints with Kirby Anderson. 
Political correctness has been around for decades, but Victor Davis Hanson wonders if it is often used to mask failures in business and government. We certainly have seen major institutions over the last two years go woke. The leaders spend a great deal of time sermonizing and virtue signaling, perhaps to distract from their failures. He calls this the Bloomberg effect. The city of New York has difficulty clearing snow from the streets. Perhaps that's why the mayor spent time lecturing us about global warming and the dangers of supersized soft drinks. The CEO of Delta Airlines lectures the state of Georgia about supposedly racist voting laws that require a valid ID to vote. This is the same type of ID necessary to board one of his planes. Hansen suggests that the public tried to call Delta's consumer helplines to fix all the problems travelers have with his airline. We've seen an epidemic of well-compensated professional and Olympic athletes lecture the country on its various sins of racism, sexism, and usually affiliated isms and ologies. But is there any connection between their wokeness and the public's lack of interest in sports? Universities are the bastion of woke ideology, but Hansen wonders, is the general knowledge of the college student superior to his counterpart of 5, 10, or 20 years ago? Did all those experimental courses and majors produce better writers, speakers, thinkers, and scientists? These are just three of a half dozen examples he uses to illustrate his point. His point is not to berate our institutions, but to warn them. Either this focus on wokeism is diminishing their product, or else they're using political correctness to mask their failures and incompetence. I'm Kirby Anderson, and that's my point of view. Go deeper on topics like you just heard by visiting pointofview.net. That's pointofview.net. Hi, I'm Steve Tiber with 8 Days of Hope. The fastest growing crime in America and across the world is sex trafficking. We're talking about millions of lives every day, even children. Do you know the average age of a child who is trafficked is 12 years old? I know it's not a fun subject to talk about, but God has called the church to take its blinders off and help end this human tragedy. Eight Days of Hope has decided to be a part of that solution. God's opened up a door for us to partner with existing ministries, and that's where we bring skilled volunteers to renovate, rebuild, or remodel facility for survivors to receive the emotional, physical, and spiritual healing they need. If you're skilled in any trade and you want to use your gifts for a greater purpose, please contact us at safehouse at 8daysofhope.com. We would love for you to join us on our next project. For more information about the ministry of 8 Days of Hope, please go to 8daysofhope.com. That's 8daysofhope.com. The Awakening. The Awakening. Download and listen at your leisure with the podcast page at AFR.net. Now, back to our host, Bishop E.W. Jackson. Alex McFarland here sitting in for E.W. Jackson. Very honored to do so on the American Family Radio Network. You know, with with all of the um, attempts at uh, vaccine mandates and now one-third of uh, federal workers being told they have to get this, and in some cities they're wanting to do these vaccine mandates and uh, quarantines and just so much open borders, this confiscatory taxation, the redistribution of wealth. And then while taxpaying American citizens are being forced to live under certain edicts, um, illegals, which they call undocumented or just migrants, but there's so many people that migrate here legally that when people are brought in illegally, uh, it, it certainly isn't right for those that have gone through all the protocols of um, immigration naturalization just to let the illegals in, and they're not called illegal, but yet they don't have to live under laws that we taxpaying Americans are being forced to live under. Uh, it really is uh, reminiscent of what I've read and taught about regarding colonial America, where uh, taxation without representation is tyranny. And eventually the colonists, there, there was the Stamp Act, the Port Act, the Regulatory Act. There was so much oppressive government without recourse, without a voice of being able to have any, any say that the colonists finally revolted. And it, it feels like we're in a similar milieu. Uh, now, I'm not saying that we need to have a revolution or do anything that's unlawful or or unjust, but at the very least, 
those who love God and country, we do need to pray, and we do need to be an influence. We were talking with Ed from Tennessee before the break, and a uh, lot, lot to say the number is 888-589-8840. But Ed, I wanted to give you time to finish your thought. Do you trust the government, yes or no? Well, no, not not one bit. Not one bit. What do you think is the the greatest offense or or thing that this particular administration has done to undermine the trust of the American people? Well, number one is the well, one of the top ones is that debacle in Afghanistan, which is uh, really horrible. I, I have a thought about that, that uh, Alex. Um, you know, with all those uh, weapons over there, do you think that that might be the hook in the jaw when they'll come down against uh, Israel in the war, Gog and Magog, use that, uh, all that infantry and all that uh, military might? Do you think that'll be the hook in the jaw that'll bring on the war, Gog and Magog? Well, you know, that's a great question, Ed. Uh, that is a great question. Let, let me say this. I, I don't know how close we are to the war of Gog and Magog, but I want to say this. The, the, how, how ludicrous, how ludicrous for the administration to say that, the, I mean, I cannot believe I'm re- repeating what I'm about to say here, but this administration over the last several weeks has said the Taliban is like a business. The Taliban are noble people. And they said, yes, we left billions of dollars of weapons and technology over there, but uh, they said, A, they won't use them, baloney. And they said they really don't have the knowledge to use them. I assure you, uh, Black Hawk helicopters and you know weapons and technology that we, the American people, paid for, and frankly, God has blessed us, Israel and the U.S. have had the best intel and the best security in the world. But do you know what? I, I can promise you uh, those things are being um, carefully dismantled, documented. Look, with 3D printers, um, these things are probably going to be replicated. Will those weapons by terrorists be used against the rest of the world, including Israel and America? Of course. Of course, you've got to understand, and let me recommend a book by Samuel Huntington called The Clash of Civilizations. Part of the reason I recommend that book is it's a very scholarly book. He was a Harvard professor, but he talks about the fact that Islam, you know, part of their doctrine is to fight the infidel, meaning non-Muslims. So, of course, the Taliban is going to use these, uh, any weapon they get, whether it's from from a, a club or a stone to a Black Hawk helicopter that will use it for the rest of the world. I mean, they, they hijacked airplanes. Let's remember, because we just commemorated, or remembered, we, it didn't commemorate, but we remembered 9-11, and I was, I was at Ground Zero approximately 24 hours after it happened. I was up there for two weeks with Samaritan's Person in the Billy Graham Ministry. I well remember... I mean, I, I remember walking up to the rubble of Ground Zero before there was a fence around it. That's how quickly we were up there. And, and remember that the hijackers of 9-11 cut necks with box cutters. Can you imagine that? Like, I'm, I'm from the, the farm. I've seen hogs slaughtered. I've never done it, but I've seen it happen. Can you imagine these terrorists... Slice the necks of passengers and flight attendants with box cutters. Got into the cockpit, probably cut the necks of the pilots, hijacked those planes, flew them into the trade towers of the Pentagon, and thankfully the field in Pennsylvania was where you know Flight 93 crashed because it probably would have hit the Capitol or the White House. But here's the thing. Uh, now this administration is saying these are noble people, trustworthy people, people that we... This is like when Neville Chamberlain said he found Adolf Hitler to be, quote, a nice man who I can definitely do business with. And you may remember uh, after Chamberlain went back to London holding up a newspaper saying, peace in our times, Hitler was back in Germany saying that the next time 
He, uh, well, Neville Chamberlain is funny. Adolf Hitler said he was a kindly old gentleman. I gave him my signature for a souvenir. You tell him if he ever comes back, I will kick him down the stairs and jump up and down on him for the reporters to photograph. That's what Hitler said after Neville Chamberlain had left. I've got to believe the Taliban is uh, back in Afghanistan laughing at the gullibility of, of current American leaders. But I digress. Janice in Texas, or Janice, I believe. Is it Janice? Yes, it is. Um, hey, if, if you don't mind, turn your radio down so it won't uh, like feedback. I did. If, I if you don't did mind. I did. There we go. Welcome to the program. Okay. Yeah. Well, thanks. I, I would like to answer your question about okay. the government. No, no trust whatsoever. We don't even know who's running the government. Basically, I mean, yeah. because look at all the times that Biden has said, well, I can't do this because they told me no, or I have to walk off the stage now, or I have to call on this reporter, blah, blah, blah. We don't even know who's running the government. <laughs> yeah, it's it's unsettling. Um, Janice, thank you so much for, for that observation. And uh, I, I agree, you know, when on two occasions, President Biden... And, hey, I pray for him. I pray for his family. I respect the office. I'm deeply concerned about the current occupant. But when he has said, quote, they told me to say this or walk here, that, who is they? Well, I, I think we know who at least part of the they is. I had uh, lunch a few months ago with a congressman, a man of, in my opinion, unimpeachable integrity, who said that it was uh, fairly well known around Washington that um, former President Barack Obama is definitely helping call the shots in the administration right now. Uh, we really need to pray. But uh, Alabama, Renee. Renee in Alabama, welcome to the program. Thanks for holding. Thank you for taking my call. I sure do enjoy listening to you on um, exploring the word. I think oh, our thanks. trust um, in the government started eroding in 1963 after JFK was uh, murdered. But um, in 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 light of this current administration, um, I don't like who is in office. Um, I do pray for him because the Bible says to pray for those who despitefully use us, and he is despitefully using the American people. Um, I don't understand um, why um, we are allowing these mandates. Um, you can't give a, a, a shot to take care of a virus. Um, it's sad. Um, I, I would love, I would love to have the country that we used to have back, um, where we could have our freedoms and everybody respected everybody you know, and, and their, their opinion, whether they agreed or disagreed, they still respected each other. And we don't have yeah. that now. And we're, they're pitting people against each other, the backs against the unbacked, And that's not healthy. You can't have a house divided. You know that yourself. Sure. Sure. And, and you know, what, what's so sad is, um, automatically people say, well, we can, you know, have elections and elect new leaders. I had dinner um, two nights ago with um, a, a leader who was telling me how many of the election boards and the, the, the boards of elections and the counters and just the, the people that handle the voting uh, across America, because it's a combination of volunteers and staff, but it, it's overwhelmingly populated by Democrats. Um, hey, here, here's a question. Are we going to have any uh, honestly tabulated elections anymore? I mean, that's a question about not only what the government does, what the policies are, but how our leaders are seated. Hey, we've got a break. Renee, thanks. And I, I see people holding. We're going to get to you. We're going to do our best. This is The Awakening with Alex McFarland sitting in for E.W. Jackson. The American Family Radio Network. Stay tuned. We're coming right back after this. Do you trust the government? Why or why not? Don't go away.
It's my turn. Here is your host for My Turn, Don Wildman. In the year 1931, Aldous Huxley, the famous skeptic, wrote on the subject, Wanted a New Pleasure. In the essay, he had this to say. As far as I can see, the only possible new pleasure would be derived from the invention of a new drug which would provide a harmless substitute for alcohol. If I were a millionaire, I should endow a band of research workers to look for the ideal intoxicant. If we could sniff or swallow something that would abolish inferiority, atone us with our fellows in a glowing exultation of affection, and make life in all its aspects seem not only worth living but divinely beautiful and significant, and if this heavenly world-transforming drug were of such a kind that we could wake up next morning with a clear head and an undamaged constitution, then it seems to me that all our problems would be solved and earth would be a paradise. Well, Huxley was hunting something that we all hunt in life. Every person seeks what he wanted. The difference comes in the methods in which we seek it. For him and countless others, the answer could be found in a drug or a bottle, some kind of magic to turn the trick. Some of the rest of us have found that which Huxley searched for, but we didn't find it in a magic of a bottle. We found it in the miracle of a cross. We followed the little Jewish tent maker's advice. Don't get drunk with wine, he said, which will only ruin you. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. Abolish inferiority? We have indeed rid ourselves of it by hearing him tell us that we're the light of the world, the salt of the earth. And when he compares us with terms like those, we cannot feel inferior. Affection toward our fellows? We found that too. You see, the Galilean has taught us to do exactly what Mr. Huxley wanted, to love one another. He set the example. He loved us. Greater love has no man than this, he said. And then, because of his love, he faced that cross. And something to make life more than mere existing? Some who follow the Galilean can say with him, For this purpose I have come. And making life beautiful? There's nothing more beautiful in all of life than to see it as his creation. To know that he is there, behind it all, full of love for us even when we don't deserve it, makes life eternally beautiful. He is, indeed, the source of all beauty. A clear head and undamaged constitution, well, he gives that too. Let you think clearly and live with a constitution written by the author of life. Mr. Huxley kept hunting for that magic drug on November the 22nd, 1963. 31 years after his wish, Huxley tried a new drug called LSD which many thought to be the answer to his wish. His wife administered the drug to Huxley, dying of cancer. It was the last drug Huxley ever experimented with. You see, it was a one-way trip. This has been My Turn with Don Wildman, a production of the American Family Association. The Awakening. The Awakening. Download and listen at your leisure with the podcast page at AFR.net. Now, back to our host, Bishop E.W. Jackson. A nation formed around the principle of the consent of the governed. You're living in it, the United States of America. But we, the governed, seem to be losing our consent for what's being done and what's being legislated. Hi, Alex McFarlane here. Welcome back. We're going to go back to the calls. Uh, We're talking about do you trust the government? Why or why not? Hey, I want to tell everybody that I'm going to be in Paris, Tennessee, September 23rd. That's a week from today. Uh, Tomorrow's Hope Pregnancy Clinic. Uh, Tomorrow's Hope Pregnancy Medical Clinic, Paris, Tennessee. And I'm so excited about this. Um, Doors open at 530. The meal is at 6 p.m. It's a fundraising banquet for a pro-life 
uh, Pregnancy Care Center. I'm so honored to be there, and it's going to be great. The theme is this. Now listen to this theme. I really love it. Uh, the theme is made in the image of God, as all people are. If you can come out, come out. I would love to see you. I will say this, that at the end of this month, I will be... September 26 through 29, I'll be at Calvary Baptist in Macon, Mississippi. Very honored to go back there. Uh, uh, Pastor Ross has had me in several times, and so I'll be in Macon, Mississippi. My whole schedule you can find at alexmcfarland.com and also information about the upcoming Apologetics Worldview Conference, Truth for a New Generation. Uh, it really, folks, I'll say this, and I want to go back to the calls. So many young people that are raised in Christian homes, they go away to college, and as much as I believe in education, uh, they lose their faith while they're at college, and kids that were professed Christians go away to the university, and they come back as uh, agnostic, socialist, Marxist, no moral compass. You need to bring your entire youth group to the next TNG conference. Frank Turek, Sandy Rios, E.W. Jackson, myself, more than a dozen sessions on the biblical worldview, how to understand, how to defend it. And you can find out about that. It's going to be in South Carolina. Right now we have people signed up from about 15 or 16 states. Uh, we would love for you to come. Uh, you will not be disappointed, I assure you. As we talk about, among other things, a biblical response to the woke movement, go to alexmcfarland.com. Right now I want to go to North Carolina, my home state, North Carolina, and we're going to talk with Lee Lee, thanks for holding. Hey, Alex, how are you? Uh, good. Is uh, this Lee that I graduated high school with uh, in no, Greensboro? But I did go to Liberty University. <laughs> Yay. But, uh, go Flames. Uh, uh, what did you major well, in at Liberty? Say, well, you won't believe this. I'm 70 years old, and I just finished Christian Apologetics. Praise God. Well, that is wonderful. I, I went there some years ago. You don't sound 70. What what do you do, Lee? Are you in ministry? Well, no. I'm starting to try to be a little, do a little more with apologetics, and, and particularly with younger people in my, in my church. But God uh, bless you. What I was just saying, I was reading J.P. Moreland last night and reading some of the things about the anti-intellectualism of the church. And the thing that concerns me the most, I think— is that we have leaders that espouse a certain faith that has dogmas that that they just completely ignore. And um, I think when you don't think there's an ab I'm, I'm talking apologetics, <laughs> an ab absolute authority of God's mora morality, um, he is going to he he is going to show his justice. And. Mm -hmm. um, I think when you have the Speaker of the House and the President say they're loyal Roman Catholics and then do things that Peter Kreeft and others like that would never do, yeah. then we have a great concern. Yeah, yeah, Th that's a great word because, listen, uh, for Christians, the, the Bible must be the authority. And the, the Word of God doesn't change. And in John 10, 35, Jesus said, I mean, this is this settles everything. Jesus said the Scripture cannot be broken. Christ, the, the only man that ever rose from the dead, said in Matthew 24, 35, heaven and earth will pass away, my words will never pass away. So, I mean, when you've got leaders, well, Biden and Pelosi both, who are uh, Catholics, and listen, um, I know many born-again Catholics, so what I'm about to say is not Catholic bashing as a Protestant, because I know a lot of born-again, Jesus-following Catholics. But here's the thing. Um, the Bible says that it's a sin to murder. Uh, Catholic doctrine is pro-life. And so uh, if you claim to be a Christian, uh, by definition, the Word of God must be your authority. Therefore, homosexuality, gay marriage, transgenderism, and no legal protection for the unborn, that can't be. Uh, if, if you say you're a Christian, but you're for the murdering of babies, the Apostle Paul would say you are not a disciple. Paul would say that. 
Lee, uh, great, great observation. Uh, we're asking the question, folks, and here's the number, toll-free nationwide, if you'd like to call in. Do you or do you not trust your government? Hey, Lee, before you're, you're still there, right, Lee? Okay, we lost Lee, but he was talking about apologetics. Let me just say this, folks. 70 years old, earned his degree in apologetics, and he's teaching young people how to defend the faith. There is something for every one of us to do. There, there's a role for you to play. And one of the things that I want to talk about, I've, I've got this inspirational challenge I wanted to wrap up with at the end of the show, and that's in 21 minutes from now. But right now, I want to hear from you. Do you or do you not still trust your government? Why or why not? Look, we're living in a time of heavy taxation, open borders. And did you, did you see... Did you see the news story yesterday about journalists across America? Uh, Biden wants to spend several billion dollars to pay $25,000 uh, to journalists. Now, now think about this. Um, so, so journalism would become essentially a ministry of propaganda. I mean, because look, if the federal government is paying $25,000 uh, towards your salary every year, uh, you're probably not going to be terribly objective in your analysis and critique of the government. Uh, $25,000 per journalist, that's going to be the, the best reporter's money can buy. And so very, very concerning the reach that the federal government is, is having in every area of life. The founders would be shocked. David in Alabama. David, welcome to the American Family Radio Network. Hello, Alex. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I enjoy David, do, do you trust the government? No, sir, I don't trust the government. I don't trust them at all. I, I was reading in a, a psalm, and I was reading in Isaiah also, the chapter 10 in Isaiah, where God's Word says, Woe unto those who degree unrighteous degrees. And this government, with their unrighteous laws, trying to make sin moral, what God has already declared immoral, I'm not trusting them at all. Yeah. Um, it, and, and I know the Word of God has a lot to say about righteous rulers, just rulers. Um, is there anything in particular, what of recent years most leads you to distrust the federal government, David? Their deception in our elections, taking our elections away from the people has gotten me upset about our government. When will we ever have another true people's election? Yeah, I know that's the question. I mean, we can set forth candidates. And look, I pray, I pray that God in his sovereignty will allow us to have honestly tabulated elections. But see, that's the thing. A lot of conservative and Republican uh, leaders, and I talk to many, they're saying, hey, look, 2020 makes us uh, fear that we're not, we could have the greatest candidates in the world and tens of millions of voters could cast a ballot for them. But if the elections aren't tabulated, I'll put it this way. Let's say your, your basketball team is up by 20 points. You're ahead by 20 points, but the man who runs the scoreboard says the loser is up by 30 points. Doesn't matter, you were up by 20. The man who runs the scoreboard will determine who wins the game. That's my fear about future elections. Folks, uh, Roslyn in Florida, Jeffrey in Texas, I see you. We'll get to you. Stay tuned. We're back after this brief break. Don't go away. When you hear this, this is American Family News. You know what follows is the truth. Your news from a Christian perspective. Hundreds of teachers are going to have to walk into that school building and they are forced to swallow political ideology that in many cases violates their very faith and conscience. If you miss it at the top of the hour, American Family News podcasts are available at AFN.net and sign up for our daily news brief at AFN.net. The American Family Association's mission is to inform, equip, and activate individuals to strengthen the moral foundations of our culture. We also support the church. Our goal is to be a leading organization in biblical worldview training for cultural transformation. Here's another of our core values. 
AFA believes that all men and women, whether in private or public, should be free to exercise their faith without hindrance from the government. Thank you for standing with AFA, and we thank you for your support. Hi, I'm Miki Addison, and on behalf of American Family Association, we would like to invite married couples to participate in this month's By Design Challenge. We're calling it the Date Night Challenge. This month, if you are in the Jackson, Tennessee area on September 20th, my husband Will and I would like to personally invite you to join us on the campus of Union University for a night of biblical truth and encouragement for you and your spouse. If you are not able to attend, simply make reservations at a restaurant or create your own date night at home. Make it a night dedicated to connecting with your spouse. In order for us to know you participated, take a picture and post it on our By Design Facebook page with the hashtag BDDateNight. Go to afa.net slash by design to be encouraged and reminded that our marriage is God's marriage and it's worth fighting for. One man, one woman for life. Jesus did not endure the cross so that you and I would live in a no man's land of lukewarmness for him. Kim Meter on Focus on the Family Minute. He doesn't want to heal part of your heart. When you only give God part of your heart, that's the only part he can heal. That's like giving him part of your cancer. He doesn't want to heal part of your cancer. He wants to heal all of it. He doesn't want to lead part of you. He wants to lead all of you. I can tell you with certainty as a rancher, unless all that horse decides to come with you, you're not going anywhere. And, and it's a lot like us in Jesus Christ. He doesn't want to lead part of us. He wants us to be wholehearted for His glory. You can hear the entirety of Kim's message at familyminute.org. Back to The Awakening with Bishop E.W. Jackson on American Family Radio. We're talking about our trust of the government. One of the things that made America unique, and by the way, in my book, 10 Issues That Divide Christians, I wrote a book several years ago. It's published by Bethany House, 10 Issues That Divide Christians. And I've got several chapters on what's called American Exceptionalism. Now, more recently, a year ago, I wrote a book called uh, Assault on America, How to Defend Our Nation Before It's Too Late. And I talk about this genius principle that was part of what made America unique was the consent of the governed. And Thomas Jefferson said that when the government becomes dictatorial and oppressive, that the, the governed have the right and even the obligation to withdraw their consent. Now, the question is, what does that look like? But I want to go back to the calls right now. The number is 888-589-8840. Alex McFarland here sitting in for Bishop E.W. Jackson. Um, Roslyn in Florida. Welcome to the program. Great state of Florida. Hey, do you trust the government? Why or why not? I do not trust the government. And the reason I don't is because they're not consistent and they tell a whole lot of lies to us. So I do not trust them no further than I can sow them. And I know I can't sow them, so you know how much I don't trust them. <laughs> That's true. Hey, is there anything, what, what, what are some things, if, if our federal government were to do some things to restore people's trust or your trust, what would that look like? Tell the truth. Um, they would... They would stop trying to force us to take the jab. They would not yes. make us wear a mask all the time. And they certainly would not close down our state anymore. And I think because of our governor here in Florida, they're not going to close it down anyway because our governor said he will push back. Yeah, and, and you know, speaking of uh, what the federal government is mandating for states— and the, the directives of people and governors being overridden, uh, what about states' rights? I mean, that, that was one of the great principles and just one of the core values of the founders, states' rights, uh, which are 
only selectively recognized. I mean, if it's something like Michigan with a hyper-liberal governor, uh, Gretchen Whitmer, uh, the federal, federal government doesn't really get involved. But when it's conservative, and I would say constitutionalist governors, the federal government really tries to push back on them. Thank you, Roslyn. May God bless you and everyone in Florida. David in Indiana, welcome to the American Family Radio Network. Hello. Hi, David. Yes, you're on. Yeah, uh, I don't trust that at all. Primarily why? Um, Well, they lie, cheat, and steal. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> and and there and the government like with the vaccine. Let me ask you this. How has the handling of of the COVID vaccines undermined your trust in the government? Um, David. It kills people. Yeah. Um, thanks so much for, for your call. Folks, think about this. I mean, for, for five decades regarding abortion, we've heard that a woman has her right to make her health care choices. Uh, the, keep your hands off my body. I mean, that's been the mantra of the pro-choice. Now, this is a whole other conversation, but our declaration, Bill of Rights, Constitution, is predicated on that we have the right to life. And again, another subject for another day, but natural law, folks. Uh, our government was built on belief. There's a law written on the heart of all people. And I know the left will quickly say, well, if you're pro-life, uh, keep your religion to yourself. Um, the belief that I don't have the right to murder another person is not primarily a religious precept. Uh, understand the pro-life position and the declaration saying that all people have this inalienable right, the right to life, that's not a religious precept. So if somebody says to you, you're pro-life, but the First Amendment prohibits the introduction of religion into the public discourse, remind them that life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, limited government, and the consent of the governed, these are not religious precepts. These are part of the core values of the founders. And uh, you know what? I think a lot of people don't trust the government because they're so wishy-washy, so um, selective about what they endorse and enforce um, based on what their agenda is, not what truth is. But Jeffrey in Texas. Jeffrey, welcome to the program. Thanks for holding. Yes, sir. Yes. I served over you- 20 years in, in the military, and when you ask the question, do I believe and trust in our government, my answer is yes, because it's a republic, and the republic is built off of the Constitution, and the founders mm-hmm. who wrote the Constitution were biblical men, that faithful men to God. And if I give up that, then I give up that what I fought for and what I continue to fight for in the politics, my local politics, and I'm proud to say having Alex McFarland podcast attached to my site got me banned on Facebook. But if I oh, give that up... Did it really? Oh, man. Well, well yes, first sir. of all, hang on, Jeffrey. I want to say, first of all, thank you. Thank you for serving our country so nobly and faithfully. May the Lord bless you, and I thank you for serving America. Uh and thanks for Alex, listening to my podcast. Alex, I am so blessed. I'm so blessed, and so are other soldiers, and what we deal with every day, especially with what's happened in Afghanistan. I, I'm oh, a special Lord. ops kind of guy. So this is very Did, personal and, to me. I've I, I got to say this, Jeffrey. I hope you know, and, and your fellow comrades, your soldiers, and I travel a lot. I mean, 2,300 churches in 24 years. I mean, I hope you know how deeply the true American citizens appreciate you and all of the military. Do you, everywhere I go, Jeffrey, people talk about how they are so proud of the veterans. They love and they pray for the, the, the armed forces, the branches of the military. Do you know that, that honestly the American people appreciate you? I hope you do. I, 
I want to say to the AFA family, the listeners, the callers, the whole, the whole AFA family, thank you, because you make it worth coming home and to stand up and keep fighting, because it's really hard when you think you've done your job and it's not done. But again, if you get in the Bible, it's not done until we get the, to the Lord's house. So, Amen. So i, I got to ask you this. Uh, so, so you had my podcast, and that got you banned from Facebook? Yeah. <laughs> wow. So, so did they did yeah. they tell you that? I mean, did they send you a thing and say? No, no. They just they just cut me off for a little over a week, and then and then it was back up. Wow. My goodness. Well, I, I was not aware of that, but uh, well, sorry. That's a badge. I guess that's a badge we wear proudly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know um, that that very famous quote. I think it was from George Orwell in a time of universal deceit telling the truth is a revolutionary act um we we do endeavor to tell the truth hey jeffrey god bless you in the interest of time i'm going to try to get a few more people in here but you keep listening to afr and know that we're grateful for you jeffrey uh alan in north carolina alan welcome to the program thank you do you trust the government uh no i do not uh it goes like this who ordained government God did. Yes. And when the country is moving away from the God that ordained it, how can you trust it? And yeah. then you add to that what's going on in our government and how the people that are in positions in the government are not honoring the God who gave us the government. And they're denying and treading and destroying our founding documents and everything they stand for. Mm -hmm. To me, it's rather difficult. It's like saying there's something rotten in Denmark, and it needs to be fixed. I hear you. And, and you know, so many people—I I think this sums up, besides individual policies that are just uh, intolerable, and tax dollars being used for things that the taxpayer absolutely is against. Here's the thing. I, I think the majority of people, and I've even heard this from— uh, Democrats, they feel like the federal government is is way off in the distance, and it's run by elites. You know, uh, the late uh, Daniel Patrick Moynihan used to say, and many people have said this. Uh, Cal Thomas have said it. Uh, Reagan said it. But all politics is local politics. See, um, I think part of the reason people don't trust the government, they feel like they have no say, and that it's run by people in an ivory tower who not only don't know about their life situations, um, and I think this is pretty demonstrable, they don't care. Uh, Alan, thanks. John in Tennessee, time fleets away. Uh, okay, we missed John. Ed in Missouri. Ed, welcome. Hello. Hi. Uh, how you are might you? want to turn your radio down, please. Oh, I don't have my radio on. I was... oh, okay, sorry. What Was I on speaker? That's okay. No, I just have you on my uh, earbuds on my through the AFR podcast. Okay, well, you sound good now. Um, what you got, Ed? Okay. Well, I I don't trust the government at all. You, you look at our our system of government. We've always had redress in the courts. Now you cannot get courts to take a case where there's obviously a problem, and Trump was a good example of that with the election. Not one court would hear anything they had to say. Yeah. And, Ed, thank you. I, I hear that music. Uh, you know, the, the founders talked about um, petition for the redress of grievances. And what's so sad is, like, when people can legitimately vote for something, um, a rogue judge will just, with a stroke of a pen, overturn it. The vox populi is denied. Folks, pray for America. Uh, we do have our nation. We need to pray. We need to stay equipped, influence others. Uh, all is not lost because God is still on his throne, and his church is still, as Chuck Colson said, the conscience of the culture. Pray for our nation. I'll be back at 3 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Central, I mean, for Exploring the Word. 3 p.m. Exploring the Word. Hope you'll be there with us. God bless you.
The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.